What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the States and Centers podcast, of course, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. It is Alec, it is Jeremy, and Jeremy, we have some very, very important news to dive right into today. Uh, the Saints made a big swing yesterday. They got their quarterback of the future, so they say. Uh, Derek Carr inked a four-year deal, um, and this was the best-case scenario for this team, right? Going into the offseason, we knew... They had some pieces defensively and on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we knew the Saints were going to retool and try and compete once again in the NFC. Uh, and they get their guy, right? So let's just, I'm going to throw it to you first. Let's get some of our initial thoughts uh, out of the open here. What are your thoughts about Derek Carr? Yeah, I mean, he's not – what's the way to put this? He's not the quarterback that you're necessarily going to win every game because of but he's a quarterback that you can win with and he often will win you games. He has the ability to do so. I mean, the most simple way of looking at it is I will take him all day over Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. I don't even think there's a debate against either of them. So I'm glad they did the move. They got him for a pretty reasonable deal considering, you know, other quarterbacks of that caliber. I mean, a lot of this kind of came down to how much he was getting guaranteed, which is right around a hundred million. So 25 a year for that type of quarterbacks, not, bad at all right and i think uh look to me right away i think Derek carr instantly makes this team better 100 percent in the last two years for sure i think Derek carr like you said he's a guy who won't win you every game uh but look he is i would say top 15 quarterback in the nfl i think yeah um he's dealt with a lot of dysfunction and uh just a lot of complicated stuff with the raiders the last couple years with the john gruden fallout with (laughs) Uh, <laughs> the team going to Josh McDaniels and then McDaniels kind of before the year bet or, you know, backing on, yeah, Derek Carr's our guy. He's our franchise quarterback. Um, and then obviously that changed very quickly uh, towards yeah. the end of the season. So uh, he comes here, he, he has stability, you know, whether it's the front office, the coaching, uh, the veteran players on this roster who have won. And right. uh, look, Derek Carr can win you the NFC South right now no question yeah. um and i think kind of in a wide open nfc where you look at the two best teams from a year ago where it's the niners and they have absolutely no clue what they're going to do a quarterback because <laughs> you know brock purdy uh, you know got banged up and i think it seems like every day now they're altering between what his timeline actually is to cover from that elbow surgery yeah it's um seemingly longer than people were thinking initially yeah, no, it might not be. So, I don't know. You have to, to figure out that. And then, you know, Trey Lance, who obviously uh, still doesn't have a lot of experience in the NFL under his belt as a starting quarterback. Right. Uh, they look at the Eagles, and they have a bunch of guys that they had to resign this offseason because they have a bunch of free agents. And Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, as great as he was last year, he's got to come back and do it again and prove to everybody that he, you know, is a franchise quarterback nonetheless. Right. I mean, I feel um, like we say that every year at this point, right. <laughs> especially with him. Yeah, <laughs> He's just yeah. got to prove he's at that level consistently. And it's not just, you know, one year of elite play. He, he yeah. had a great year. I mean, I don't even think that's debatable, though. He, he yeah, had for a sure. phenomenal year. Yeah, and I got to go there and do it again uh, with for the sure. same team. And we'll see what that team looks like, you know, after free agency. So uh, the Saints, hey, you know, this is a defense that, you know, is still a top 10 defense. You know, they have Chris Olave, who uh, I think shattered our, our uh, ex- expectations going into this year. Yeah. He was and um, look, we'll see what happens to Derek Carr. But I believe 
Uh, Jeremy, you have the contract pulled up. Why don't you kind of break down how the money looks and how, <laughs> for a lot of people, especially in the national media, they do not know how the Saints continue to do this every year. <laughs> How to sign players while they're still uh, <laughs> over the cap. So, why don't you kind of break down what that uh, contract was looking like for Derek Hart, how it worked? Yeah. So, the full contract is four years, 150 million, which kind of made everyone freak out, you know, 37 and a half million a year. The issue with that is that 100 million of it is guaranteed uh, if he plays all four years here. So, to about 25 a year. Uh, 60 million was guaranteed at signing, which is what they're going to base their cap hit on. This year, the cap hit is $7.2 million, which goes to show you how much roster bonuses can play into this and the 10% initially paid. It's pretty wild that they were able to pull that off. And then next year, it'll be $35.7 million. 2025, it'll be $45.7 million. And then 2026, I'm assuming they're going to start adding void years because it's $55 million. But I don't think that's going to end up being the case. I presume they'll push a bunch of the bonuses down the road. but. Right now, it looks like this year, the cap hits like practically non-existent. I mean, they went from 18 million over the cap to 25 million over the cap, which two or three moves can get them back under it. So it, it really wasn't a bad deal in terms of structure. I mean, it's a lot of money, but at the end of the day, it was how you can use that money to kind of work around it, essentially, which is what the Saints do. So... I'll take it. I mean, I, I think it was a good deal for both parties. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, Mickey or not Mickey Loomis necessarily, but the Saints, you know, it came out that the Saints, uh, you know, Loomis and Carr kind of agreed to lower the cap hit this year. Yeah. In right. order for the team to try and put around, put together a, a good roster through free right. agency, through the draft, uh, and try and save as much money as possible. And we talked about it, you know, just before. Uh, we started recording, but the Saints obviously still have some moves to make. They're what 24 ish over the cap, if I'm correct. Right around there, it's 25 right now, but yeah, yeah. right in that range. Yeah, so you could easily <laughs> shut off about 22 by restructuring Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore. Right. Uh, you'll obviously probably make Jameis Winston a post June one cut. Yep. Um, Alvin Kamara is a guy that could be, yeah, and Kamara is a guy who could be visited as well as far as restructuring goes, especially considering. His whole situation, you know, who really knows how much he's in play this coming year. Right. Um, they could lower the cap it by, you know, bringing back Davenport and Onyemata, but I think both are kind of unlikely. Onyemata could be there, but I don't think Davenport's coming back one way yeah. or another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there's certainly more work to be done, but nonetheless, the big hurdles out of the way. The Saints got their franchise quarterback, uh, a guy they view that, you know, and maybe it's kind of like a Stafford from Detroit to L.A. type thing where, you know, Derek R. and Stafford faced a lot of dysfunction in their respective teams before you know they, right. got, they left. Um, and who's to say that this isn't kind of like that Rams thing where, you know, Derek R. plays good enough and the team is good enough as well around him to go all the way. Who knows? Right. My beauty of this whole scenario is that they had to give up nothing in terms of draft capital <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because it was like I was content with the idea that they could have given up like a third to get him but the, when he got cut it was like alright well now we gotta compete with the Jets now we gotta compete with the Panthers probably the box I don't know if they call but they were a team I assume would call Um, and they were able to pull that off I, I frankly have no clue what this team had over the Jets I, I 
think it's mainly just the fact that Dennis Allen's here and his former coaching staff's here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not complaining whatsoever. The fact that you're able to get a quarterback of that caliber off free agency, nonetheless, is pretty impressive. That doesn't really ever happen. The last thing guy I can name that was even top 20 was probably Kirk Cousins in free agency. So he probably was, he probably was the best quarterback to touch the market since Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of comes down to everyone tags their quarterback if they're going to be a long term thing. We just saw it with Lamar, and then they trade them if they have to, but they, I mean, it. They, you don't see quarterbacks hit free agency like that. It, it just doesn't really happen, especially getting cut. That's almost never. So it was nice to see. It, it's something that, you know, we've kind of been back and forth on all season with, do we go car? Do we draft someone? I mean, this answered the question. It gives them solidity. Now go figure out the draft and you don't have to deal with the quarterback position now. Right. Right, for sure. And I think, um, again, it kind of puts the draft now into a situation a situation where the Saints at 29 and 41 can probably pick best player available to help them out this year, whether it's a running back, a defensive tackle, whatever it may be. Right. Um, it just puts the Saints in the best position to draft, you know, whatever they need to help this team. Uh, yeah. Keep going. Um, my hope here is that they're going to take a receiver in the, one of those first two spots. And that's probably not a super popular opinion, but even under the case that Thomas does come back, having Thomas Olave and an early receiver, I mean, that would be nice for a car. I, I think you kind of got to give Carr some more weapons just so it's not just him banking on injured Thomas and Chris Olave. <laughs> right. And let's talk about Thomas real quick as well. Uh, sure. Obviously <clears throat> I'm sure as everybody has seen, you know, moments after, you know, the news was announced, uh, the NFL Twitter page put out, you know, that, you know, Derek Carr signing with the Saints. Mike Thomas was liking it, retweeting it. Uh, and then also tweeted up. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I'm sure it had nothing to do with Derek Carr <laughs> coming to New Orleans, but it's something we mentioned on this podcast quite often. You know, if I'm Derek Carr, and you know, I'm talking to the Saints all throughout this process, the, the topic of Michael Thomas certainly has had to come up. You know, you, you look yeah. at the way Derek Carr fed Devontae Adams last year, and Devontae had you know a stellar year, over a thousand yards, double-digit right. touchdowns. Um, so you got to think a guy like Michael Thomas, the caliber of player he can be. Uh, it, it certainly should be explored. Can you bring him back? Is there a way to make this contract work? Uh, assuming, again, and I assume Derek Carr was the best case scenario for this team as far as the quarterback is concerned. Right. And I'm sure Mike Thomas was just sitting there waiting to see what the Saints end up doing. And um, I, I think bringing in Derek Carr certainly does help boost the odds that you can bring back Michael Thomas. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the money, obviously. I don't think they're going to retain him on the contract that he's currently on if he's not willing to take some sort of pay cut, however they're going to figure that out. But my assumption is that it's not going to be $13 million for him right at the moment. So I, I would hope not. Um, obviously, you got to probably look at restructuring Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore. You I mean, it's been reported by, I believe, Underhill. You'd get about $10 million from each of them individually, and then you get the other 13 from Winston post-June 1st. So that puts you over already. And then Andrews Pete, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that one. I don't know if you want to restructure him or if you want to just outright cut him post-June 1st. I think, let me look. 
I think if you do decide to cut Pete, I think it makes offensive line a, uh, you know, I wouldn't say a pri- it makes it a priority in the draft. Yeah. You get better yeah. on the guard. You get because 11 million not, if you cut him. So, I mean, that's This isn't a very strong so. guard free agent class either. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a strong guard draft either. I mean, yeah. Osiris Torrance is probably one of the few guys that's actually up there. So, I do like the kid from TCU. Good question. I don't know. TCU. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I'm about to look him up. Keep, I, I got you. Keep, 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 uh, keep elaborating. But I'm gonna find this guard for you. Skronsky? That's the offensive tackle. He's not TCU. He's Northwestern. I'm thinking purple. <laughs> 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 no, but it, it's not necessarily a draft class where you're like thrilled by the guards. So I think restructure probably would make the most sense, depending on how much you can actually get out of it. Um, Steve Alviva, that's who he is. Oh, gotcha. Center guard yeah. hybrid from TCU. Kind yeah, of a... Solid. Who yeah. is that guy they were talking to the other day from um, Chattanooga? They found they were talking to some oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. complete offensive line hybrid player from Chattanooga, so I'm sure he'll be their first-round pick somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the Cole Strange pick all over again, except New Orleans. Right, hey, yeah. hey, Cole Strange looked good this year. I mean, that, that was pretty surprising for a player from Chattanooga. I mean, that's not necessarily a school that you go, whoa, you know, it's not. Yeah, well, Bill Belichick doing Bill Belichick things. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it's a weird scenario they're in right now. Obviously, you would like another receiver just in case Thomas does not return, but I, my presumption is that he will. I mean, I already got the replacement for Thomas. <clears throat> doesn't come back right away figured out oh god it's an easy answer for me at least which is uh oh you mean you can give it to you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've, I've got a guess. couple in mind i'm not sure i thought you were to guess well easily easily to me the report came out yesterday from uh matthew barry who was down there at indy you know doing uh you know watching the combine talking to some team executives and guys kind of getting a feel for you know how things could go in the offseason for some players uh, and Matthew Barry heard the buzz that the Broncos could be looking to move on from Corlin Sutton. And he's a big body dude. He has he has you know speed on the outside, and I I, I wouldn't hate it. His his contract isn't bad. Yeah, that's uh, an issue. <laughs> it's not it's not a terrible contract, but I mean it's, obviously yeah, substantial. The Saints we've seen the Saints work out contracts before. That's not a problem. They can make the money for, work for a dude that's been in a thousand yard receiver once in five seasons. I'm not. Can you, tell me who, impressed. Can, you, can you tell me who the Broncos quarterbacks have been the last five seasons? Yes, Russell Wilson. <laughs> and then it was yeah. it was Drew Locke. Drew Locke. And then yeah. it was, yeah. oh, who was the other one that, I was gonna say who was the other one with Locke? It was Simeon. Yeah. Paxton there was another Lynch. one. Yeah. Hold on. There no, there was another one. Hey, oh, Case Keenum? Keenum might have been the last thinker. You mean Case Keenum? Yeah. Hold, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, tell me those quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me how those quarterbacks have turned out for the Broncos. Give me a moment. He's old. Ah, yes, Jerry Guarantano. That's not who I was looking for. (laughs) Uh, Bridgewater was there. That's who I was thinking about. Oh, he was there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he's had no real quarterback. I mean, Lindsey. If he he comes here, Derek Carr is the best quarterback he's played with in his career. Yeah. I mean, uh, depending on what you're thinking about Russell, but yeah, I mean. He didn't play with Manning, right? He wasn't there that year. No, no. he came in, in uh, after. Yeah, he came in. Uh, yeah. Still, Manning. though, I mean, <sighs> I would hate it. I don't know. I would rather have fucking Tim Patrick. 
Yeah. Granted, he came off an injury, so that's not and saying that's, much. But... I, I have four takes to fill straight up for one of those guys. Shot takes it. Take it. Oh, yeah. That'll totally happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll see. I, I think I think you're right. I think the Saints don't necessarily, necessarily assuming Thomas comes back, and not simply bank on, you know, it working out 100%. And, right. You know, Mike Thomas should come back and be that guy right away. They'll have to address it, uh, you know, through free agency, through the draft, however they do. But, I mean, regardless, this does help uh, Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid with having right. Derek Carr, who can still uh, fling a ball pretty far down the field. Right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens to Thomas. Uh, certainly, reworking that contract would help out the Saints, you know, as far as the cap goes uh, down the road. So, I. Who knows? We thought it was a conclusion that he was gone, but uh, that tweet cannot have come out at a more perfect time. So I think there's something to it. What are the odds that we get Jackson Smith and Jigba in the draft? Uh, Continue OSU supremacy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I. that's a weird one, but it's like there's some receivers in this class. I mean, if you really want to go track team, you look at Jalen Hyatt and Zary Flowers, and it's like, eh, you, you know, you could definitely consider it. Yeah. I mean, Hyatt, we kind of assumed was going to be faster than he ran, but he's still fast. He, he's, I mean, the 40 time doesn't necessarily dictate how fast he is on the field, and he's phenomenal. He's fast. Right. So, I mean, if you're going deep ball, you might as well go there. I mean, obviously, Quentin Johnson's there if you want a big body. I don't know. I My assumption is he'll be gone before our pick. I, I've i been in the camp that if Michael Mayer's out of our pick, you got to at least consider the notion of taking him at 29, that is. Not in from uh, Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame. Because, yeah. I mean, as much as people are, like, telling – what's the word I want here? As much as people are saying he's going to go like Packers, Patriots, any of those teams in that range, Patriots, maybe not. But I, I just I don't know if teams are actually going to pull the trigger on a tight end that early. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think wait first round, practically second round, you're three picks away from the second round. I think it's at least a consideration if you don't get Juwan Johnson back, because I mean, I don't really want to see Troutman being a tight end one again. So, right. And if you're already looking at, you know, big body receivers, you might as well just get a big body tight end. I don't know. It's a weird scenario. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces. I mean, you have like what three receivers under contract. So I don't know. I think, I think Thomas is under contract. Olave is under contract. Shahid's under contract. Trey I think Quinn, that Smith. might be it. Is Smith under Trey contract? Quinn. Yeah. Okay. And we got Kirkwood. Back, of course. Of course. Keith Kirkwood. Keith Kirkwood. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, there, there's a you probably need at least two to three more i don't know you know some will be depth but i would like to see them get another one and not necessarily to bury rashid i think shahid should get snaps but yeah. there's different scenarios and you don't really need alave and shahid out there at the same time so yeah uh you know kind of rotate a little bit and figure it out from there uh one name i'll just throw out there uh, as far as draft guys go, I do love uh, Rasheed Rice. Yeah, the receiver from SMU. He has size. He has very good speed. Uh, last year, he averaged 14 yards a catch, 10 touchdowns. Yeah, kids. SMU has put out several NFL worthy wide receivers the last couple of years. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. He's the guy you could probably get. You know, in right. the 
later on in the draft. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of guys in this class. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty good one. It's not one that's like, you know, top heavy crazy. It's not like the Jamar Chase class, but it's like there's some guys in here that are gonna be quality receiver twos, maybe a quality receiver one if you're looking at Johnson and Addison, but I, I think there's some that'll kind of go under the radar and then pick up some uh some money down the road. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I, I it's one of those scenarios where are the Saints really going to draft another first round receiver after drafting them last year? I probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, probably so not. you're probably looking second or third round for a receiver if you are looking at receiver. And then obviously you got halfback, you got defensive tackle. tackle, you've got probably edge, you've got a backup safety if Marcus May has his health issues again. So I Maybe don't know. Interior offensive line, depending on what you do with Pete as well. Right. Even if you want to keep Pete, I mean, might as well get a backup in there. So it's yeah. it's one of those years where there's a lot of question marks that need to be filled out. Obviously, Carr fixed at least Big one point. of those major issues, probably the biggest one remaining. So yep. now it's going to come down to what happens with Kamara in June. Um, are they even going to keep him at that rate? I, I don't know how the what do you call it? I don't want to say crime policy works, but like if someone goes to jail, what are the odds that they actually retain on a team and how do the contract situations work out? Yeah, that's because I, mean, I don't know if it acts like a retirement or I don't know if it acts like a cut because if it acts like a retirement, I believe you can get more money back off it. But if it acts like a cut, then you're obviously going to lose, you know, let's just take a look at what the dead cap hit would be. Yeah, actually, you you gain nine million if you cut him post June first. So that's actually not as bad as I thought it was. I thought it would be much worse than that. It would be the most Saints thing to happen, wouldn't it? That they they get back Mike Thomas and they get Derek Carr, but then they have to lose. And then Kamara goes to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be one of the most Saints thing to happen. I mean, and we still really don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, obviously, with it going to court, you know, the, right. the video came out. Obviously, he he did what he did. I mean. Yep. I mean, it's it's there. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, it's there. It's, I think what it's coming down to is if it was a matter of defense or not. Obviously, the video didn't necessarily look like it was a matter of defense, but uh, was... you don't know. I mean, you don't know what was yeah. said in that scenario. You don't know what was done prior to that video. You know, you don't know if he got punched or slapped or swung at. I mean, mm-hmm. we we just we don't know yet because that's what's going to happen in court is they're going to go through the evidence and they're going to look at what happened and who was deemed at fault. So. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, halfback's not as big of a worry right now for me. You have a lot of guys in free agency coming up. Obviously, Pollard and Jacobs got franchise tag, but it's a very good class as far as like backup running backs are concerned. Obviously. And there's a very, very good draft class for running back this year. So I, I'm not super concerned. I know you're gonna go on your Bijan Robinson rant right now, so feel free. No, I'm actually well. <laughs> 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 appreciate that. No, <laughs> I, I do kind of think, you know, this if if there are more pressing needs, depending on how free agency turns out, and say, uh, you know, there are better players on the board at right. 29, then right. I think obviously you got to go with the value. But yeah. as you mentioned, you know, this is a very good free agent class for running backs, especially, you know, you know RB2s at yeah, that. For sure. I mean, you know, James Robinson, a guy who put up a thousand yards, you know, that kind of was cast aside by the Jaguars and Jets. He'll be a free agent this year. Yep. Damian Harris from New England will be a free agent. Oh, I uh, know that one. <laughs> yeah, Damian Harris, Jeff Wilson from Miami will be a free agent. Uh, 
there's several quality running backs. De- uh, Dearness Johnson from Cleveland, who's been the third back to Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he looked good when he was in there that game. I can't remember yeah. which game it was, but he looked really good for that one game that yeah, they actually played him. It was that COVID game. <laughs> there are quality backs in this draft, no question. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry. but no, Even in the draft, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, even a guy like, and you know, I've watched a lot of Texas football, uh, Roshan uh, Johnson, the backup to B. John Robinson. Yeah. Uh, is a guy who played quarterback in high school, converted to running back, and really on paper, he has the size, he has the hands, the speed, all the things you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only downside on him is he played behind B. John Robinson. So obviously, right. He obviously didn't get a chance. The snaps weren't there. The There's not yeah. as much you would like to see, but still, I mean, there's that there's, you know, obviously Spears from Tulane. I was just going to say twerk yep. for Spears moment. Yep. <laughs> Everyone on social media, that's a Saints fan, <laughs> wants Spears. I, I don't blame I mean, him. Uh, he looked really good in those couple yeah. games that he had at the end of the year. He's a really quality he, back. So and he, I and think he, he carried, and he carried Tulane in that, uh, oh, yeah, game. yeah he, he's a very good back. I have no issue with him. I mean, Tank Bigsby, Jameer Gibbs. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that are quality backs, it seems. So Miller from TCU, who was a big yep. part. Yep. And, you know, TCU's magical run this year. <laughs> and, well, you know, I say that, but I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big 12. For them, team. no, for yeah. them, it definitely is. Yeah. 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 They went all the way to the championship game, and nobody thought they had a shot when they did that. And, you know, and Miller was a big part of that. So, right. It's a quality offseason mm-hmm. to find a backup running back or even a starter if you need it. Yeah. And, you know, again, with, with the future of Alec Kamara, we just simply do not know how this is going to play out. You yeah. know, very likely there will be some kind of plea deal that I know nothing about. The courts. Yeah, it's the, not the like to, so, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I just know when it comes to these high-profile athletes, and you know, normally some money will, you know, kind of soften it. You know, with some right. sort of plea deal. Right. But we just don't know at the end of the day what how it's going to turn out. He could go to jail. We don't know. So yeah, you're gonna. I my assumption is he's going to get suspended one way or another because at yeah. this point it's been dragged out so long. There's some sort of evidence that's backing this case. So. I mean, enough. obviously, I don't know enough about it to tell you how long he's going to get suspended. I mean, I would guess somewhere in the six-game range, but it's not a good thing. I mean, I the issue that's going to come of it is if this is a long-term suspension, you got to figure out running back one now. It's not just running back two. It's running back yeah. one, yeah. which is a different thing. I mean, you know, Ty J. Spears is great. Is he a running back one? Is he a guy that you want to beat into the ground for, you know, the whole season like they did Camara this year for whatever reason? I, yeah. I mean, because then you start looking at do we take two in this draft or do we sign one and draft one? And that uh, here's, here's, here's the thing about that. Let's just say hypothetically, AK does. Let's just say let's just say AK is not here. Right. If Bijan Robinson starts falling into those teens and those low twenties, yeah, you got to trade up to get him. Because yeah. he's, I mean, if Kamara's not there, you, yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. I don't know. We just don't know how it's going. <sighs> I, I don't think it's hard for me to believe that Philly's going to pass on him unless, like, all of their defensive linemen that they need to resign leave. I, I think the only case that they don't get him is like those four defensive linemen that they need to resign just walk. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, let me look at the draft order because I haven't taken a look at it recently and see what teams in front of us even could consider it. The tankathon is the one. Yeah. 
Cincy. So Chicago, no. Houston, no. Arizona, no. Let's just skip a little bit. Um, Philly is the one I think could. Obviously, Tennessee, if they trade Henry, maybe. I, I don't think – I think offensive tackle is going to be where they're going, whether it be Paris Johnson, Skronsky, whoever maybe, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Houston, it makes no sense. Jets, it really doesn't make sense with Brees Hall. Patriots, uh, maybe, but that's not really their MO. Packers makes no sense. Washington makes some sense, I guess, if you don't like Gibson, but they just drafted Brian. Well, they got Robinson. Yeah, but so they got Robinson too. Pittsburgh's got Najee. Detroit's got Swift. Tampa would be maybe. I mean, I would assume you want to see at least Rashad White for a year before you start drafting one. So, and also if you're Tampa, if you're <clears> trying to, if you're cutting everybody and blowing it up, why take a running back? Right. <laughs> take something that's going to last longer. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, they have Kenneth Walker. Miami forfeited. Uh, Chargers have Eckler. Baltimore could be. Baltimore honestly could be one that you could look at just because Dobbins has had the injury history now. Maybe Chargers too, because I think Eckler. The thing about Eckler is he takes such a load. That's true. He he does basically act as a receiver while also being their lead running back, their power so. back. Yeah, so right. I mean, Chargers would make some sense too. That's true. And um, Kellen Moore going to. LA, he had that two back system in yeah. Dallas with Zeke and Pollard. Yeah, Jacksonville doesn't make any sense. Giants, if they get Barkley back, it makes no sense. Dallas makes sense. Uh, yeah, it could. I mean, uh, because you just retained Pollard, you just tagged, tagged him. him for whatever yeah. choice you made, and you. I don't think they can really get off of Zeke at this point. It's so gonna be, it's going to be Zeke taking league minimum. Like it's gonna be a Pretty significant much. pay cut for him to stay on that roster. Yeah, I just don't true. know if he's about that. That's true. Buffalo could take a running back. Cincinnati could if Mixon blew the back. <laughs> God, I'm not even gonna yeah, get into that right, now because that's, right. that's that's another sucks. one I just don't know. I don't know Buffalo. To me, maybe they <clears> don't because here's the thing about Buffalo, right? We've always we always talk about Buffalo needs to get like that top tier back, right? And they never really do. They seem that's just true. fine with they just grab a bunch of couple guys, the yeah. They have. And Naeem yeah, Hines and all those old guys. That is, that, that, is, are... that is, that is, the running back is Josh Allen. Right. So, I mean, maybe. Not, I mean, but... the thing's going to be how long can he sustain that? Because we right. saw it with Lamar. I mean, obviously, Lamar does it at a more. What's the word I'm looking for? He does he's it more, period. He, yeah. he He's out there more often running the ball. And yeah, I mean, we Josh Allen now he's passes a little more. but I mean, we've seen <clears> the mark the last, what, three years? Towards the end of the year, he's been nicked right. up and banged up, and it's affected Baltimore's playoffs every well, year. The other difference is Lamar is elusive. He doesn't get hit very often. Josh yeah. Allen takes hits. He gets beaten into the ground every time he runs the ball. He doesn't go down either. No, he just keeps running. and he, It's going to catch up with him at some point, I think. It's I mean, just, look at Cam. That's kind of what I'm looking at is Cam Newton kind of had that similar mentality where he would just run through your face, except that caught up to him late in his career. But yep. I don't know. I think there's a couple teams that could look running back, but I don't think it's enough to really be scared necessarily. If you're really scared, you could trade up to like Seattle's second pick because I'm sure they consider moving it and then just take him at 20 because that would jump Baltimore, the Chargers and Dallas and Buffalo and Cincinnati. So, yeah, I think if you're really that dead set on getting a running back one, that's probably what you do is you give them, you know, I don't know. A yeah, third or I mean, Gibbs, I mean, Gibbs's pro comp has been literally Alvin Kamara. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not one to believe that, but I, I think. Yeah, I don't really <clears throat> necessarily know if I agree with that comp either, he, but. 
any elusive back the last couple of years is just Alvin Kamara. It's every scout for some reason. <laughs> I think yep. he has a similar elusive feature to his game. He has that horizontal type of game where he can juke people out of their shoes, but I don't necessarily think it's to the level that prime Camaro was anyway, but he plays in a similar fashion. I can see where the comp come from. He's also right. exorbitantly fast. I mean, four, three, six for a back, but how big is he? I was going to look that up. Uh, Gibbs. Yeah. Um, I have it right here. Hold up. It's five, eleven, two, a one. So he's basically Bijan yeah. size. He's a little wider, but he's the same height and nearly the same weight. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I mean, that's fast for a dude that's almost six foot and over 200. So I don't know. I, I think people have been saying he probably should go in the first round, and I don't necessarily disagree at this point. I'm not part of that whole crowd of people that just don't think running back should ever go in the first round. I think there's some special occasions where they should, and I think there's a couple in this class that could. Yeah, for sure. I think you look at it in the past. I mean, obviously, the ones that come to mind, you know, Saquon was worthy of that. Coming out of Penn State, he was that top he was, Yeah, he worked worthy of it. Uh, <clears throat> same with Ezekiel Elliott coming out of Ohio State. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, maybe Bijan. Maybe Bijan is that is that next back I could think of. I would say um, Najee was first round, too. He was later, but still. Yeah, yeah. So... There are options at running back nonetheless for the Saints. It's just going to be interesting to see how yeah. they address it. And obviously, you know, you really can't start doing that until this Kamara situation kind of at least has some more, you know, uh, what's the word? There's more light shed on it to where we kind of have a more clear picture of what, you know, could happen to Alvin Kamara. Right. You know, whether right. it's suspension, whether it's, you know, possibly jail time yeah, I don't and, know. and again I don't we, don't, know I, we don't we don't know goes to jail yeah. nowadays yeah we don't know enough about you know the legal right stuff and ramifications to even talk about that but we just yeah. simply don't know what's going to happen um right. what we do know is Derek Carr is here and oh, yeah. again I think we feel like no matter what Derek Carr makes the Saints a much better team uh going forward that's the hope I, I certainly think he does I just bought a uh sweatshirt off of his uh personal store that he has linked to his twitter <laughs> so <laughs> i'm banking on that my 60 dollars is banking on that um but yeah i mean i i've always liked his character is the main thing is that the other thing that's going to come down to is dennis allen doesn't talk he's not this flary guy that sean payton was on the sidelines he's kind of right. just this quiet little shell of a human on the sidelines he i mean it seems like he's a fine guy he, he seems fine at coaching he's very good defensively it's gonna come down to offensive but car has as a head coach but yeah yeah yeah. but yeah car has that kind of fire he has the emotion towards the game itself i mean we saw the interview where he was crying and he was tearing up over you know how things were going for him that's what this team kind of needed on offense because i mean i don't think there's necessarily a guy in that room that can do that right now Thomas yeah. hasn't been around the team. I mean, he's been injured a couple years. I mean, I'm sure he hangs around, but he's not out there during the huddle. Kamara's kind of a quieter guy, at least <laughs> it seemed. Um, but he, he's a rookie. Yeah, Olave is a rookie, and he's not necessarily a lot of outspoken either. Ramchick's yeah. very quiet. It seems he he's he'll talk and he'll you know get the offensive line together, but he's not 
some big outspoken player. So yeah, ever since, you know, Jameis had his thing, it's kind of uh, regarding his injury. Um, there hasn't really been that kind of voice in the locker room. Like Dalton's not going to go out there and hype up the room. I mean, right. I don't know how many of you have seen the video. It was, <laughs> he had some pregame <laughs> thing with the Bengals in the tunnel a couple, I can't remember how many years ago this is. And they all just looked like morbidly depressed staring at him. It was kind of funny, but um, <laughs> he just, he's not one of the guys that's going to really drive the team together. You know, Breeze did it. Jameis did it. And then, I mean, I mean, Simeon uh, didn't, you know, I mean, hell, I would say Toronto Armstead too. Yeah. I mean, even him, he had yeah. a pretty profound impact on that group. That's a good point, yeah. actually. Yeah. But you just haven't really had that with, you know, <laughs> Trevor Simeon, Ian Book, Andy Dalton, um, to all these guys that just, like, if you're Michael Thomas right now, I think that's kind of why he said that tweet. I can't remember the exact wording. Was it thank God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's the one. Um, it sounds like more of a relief that, thing. <laughs> you need that guy to kind of be that spark. And I think right. you know, another thing about Derek Carr to piggyback on what you're saying is uh, on the field, you know, in Underhill's article, he talks about how Pete Carmichael kind of threw the pitch of, you know, yeah. when Breeze was here, you know, we gave Drew, you know, two or three plays in the huddle and Drew, based on what he saw defensively, right. w- would make a call. And right. getting the line set, getting guys, you know, receivers and backs, uh, you know, set up to speed, having that total command of the offense. We uh, say what you want about Jameis. He's a great guy. He Jameis is not a guy who has the command of the offense. He's that's true. He doesn't have the the, you know, he didn't have enough control of the offense, you know, whether it was the playbook or whatever to to make audibles, to make, you know, to get adjustments set. The Saints right. haven't had that guy since Drew Brees left. And Derek Carr has proven in, in Las Vegas and Oakland that he can do that. Yeah. And I, I mean, think you, yeah. I think that was a big thing, you know, to say you have total command of this offense. We're going to give you the playbook, you know. Right. You have total free control of what you want to do. And Joshua Gatos didn't let him do that last year. Right. It's also kind of – like Jameis had the team on his side. There was never, you know, a culture issue. It was just his decision making, as we saw, even on those couple games he was injured, but primarily yeah. the season prior. He just he didn't have that in-depth kind of knowledge of the playbook that Breeze did. Obviously, you know, a guy who's on the roster for two years won't compared to a guy who's on the roster for nearly 20. Right. But Carr has been in the league for God knows how many years now. He's seen it. He's seen the Saints playbook. He's played them, what, three, four, five times now? Not to mention when Jaw Gruden was there, that offense Gruden ran was very similar to what, you know, the Saints have. Right, right. So it's, and obviously he's playing under Allen, and he's playing with a coaching staff that he's familiar with. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I think the other thing that's interesting to me is that he kind of is like that God-fearing type compared to DeMario. I think they're going to get along really well. I think they'll yeah. kind of be the two faces of each unit right now. Cause obviously tomorrow, tomorrow's kind of been the guy that's trying to rally the team in the huddle, all those pregame huddles you see on right YouTube, but it, you kind of need one on both sides of the ball because tomorrow's not on the field with the offense. I mean, he's not going to be out there, you know, hyping up the offense in the huddle. He's just not because that's not what he does, but mm-hmm. you kind of needed that. And Carr is going to give you some level of, you know, passion, <clears throat> excuse me, passion which you're not getting out of Dennis Allen. So it's got to come from somewhere and it's probably going to be Derek Carr, which is, you know, 
hopefully the thing that this team needs to kind of get themselves back on track. Right. And again, I just think Derek Carr checks all the boxes for me as far as leadership, decision making. He has a decent arm still. Uh, he's he's proven in you know pretty bad situations that he can be that guy. I think what was it last year? He led all quarterbacks in game winning drives in fourth quarter uh, comebacks, whatever the, the stat was. I think he, like that. yeah, he was clutch last year nonetheless. For sure. um, so, I mean, look. They got their quarterback, and I think right now, on paper, they're the best team in the division because our division is pretty cheeks. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously now it's about what can they do in the NFC to try and leapfrog some of these other playoff teams, you know, Dallas, Philadelphia, uh, you know, San Francisco, obviously, uh, Seattle, yep. uh, and all that, so. I think they got the big thing out of the way was the quarterback, and now they can build around the quarterback and decide what to do from here. Yeah, I'm glad you don't really have to use a pick on it now. Like, yep. if you really like Hendon Hooker, then you can go, all right, we'll take him in the second round or wait first round. But it's not a necessity now. Like, it almost seemed like Hendon Hooker had to happen if you didn't get Carr. Mm-hmm. Because what are your other options? It's Jimmy Garoppolo, who's supposedly – basically done deal with the Texans. Um, <laughs> I don't think Rodgers would even consider coming here, considering how in-depth he is with the Jets right now. Yeah. Lamar's, I mean, the amount of money and draft capital you would have to give up to even have him consider coming here. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. It's like nowadays these players are going for three, four, five first-round picks. I mean, don't even look at the NBA, but it, it's – substantial i mean those first round picks can turn into some great players i understand lamar's proven that he's been great but do you really want to test that with the injuries with i mean it's scary (laughs) here's the thing if lamar jackson wanted you know deshaun watson type money it's not necessarily in the saints mo to just guarantee full money to a player that's the other thing is i don't think they were gonna ever give up that amount of guaranteed money like the car deal is almost price 60 percent bonuses so yeah the way it's worked out but yeah i'm I'm glad Carr did that it sounded like Carr took that deal rather than them giving it to him it was kind of like he gave them the option to kind of give him a lesser deal to build the roster essentially yep which is nice i mean that that's something you like to see out of your quarterback and that helps us a ton in you know the near future with free agency coming up next what Wednesday in the tampering period Monday. So yep, yep. So I will be off that week, so I'll be <laughs> watching that one. That's gonna be wild to put right. it lightly. Right. It's gonna be interesting <clears throat> to see what happens and how this team approaches free agency. They had to get under the cap by the new league year, which is thirteen. Yep. So yep. <laughs> uh, they got work to do, and you know, obviously we'll see what happens. And yeah. uh should be fun. We'll probably have to be in next week just because yeah. of how much <laughs> is going to happen. I was just thinking about that. We'll probably have to be in Thursday. Yeah, the next couple of weeks at that. That's, yeah, with the amount of stuff that's going to go down. Those yeah. first couple of days are just going to be us talking about every other team probably because yeah. the Saints don't usually make that big splash day one. It's usually, you know, obviously we saw Tyra Matthew. It took almost a month to get him. Yep. Onto the team, you saw Marcus May, who was later into it. You saw Jarvis Landry, who was very late into it after the draft, right? Right, yeah. and then I mean, <clears throat> most of the guys that are going to re-sign are done prior to that period. 
but then the ones that they actually sign, you're not going to get for two to three weeks post. So we'll see how that pans out. I'm kind of more curious where some of these top guys go. I mean, there's quite a few names on this one that are going to be intriguing. I'm just trying to remember. I know Deron Payne got brought back. He was one of the big ones, but obviously Brandon Graham. Yeah, I could, I could see the bring back Sheldon Rikens. Eh, they could. I mean, you need a defensive tackle, so. Oh, Taylor Lewan is another one that's going to be interesting. Frank Clark, if he does end up getting cut, will be a very interesting one. Yep. Let's see. Marcus Peters is older, but he's fine. Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Jesse Bates, Levante David, Dalton Schultz, Mike Gesicki. I mean, there's some names. It's not like some crazy draft, or excuse me, free agency class, but there's some pretty substantial names out there. Jimmy Ward, Jason Kelsey. I mean... It's interesting. I don't think there's necessarily anyone that's like top 20 in the league to put it that way, but Mm -hmm. there's some substantial names. I mean, those four I named from the Eagles defensive line are all quality (laughs) players. (laughs) Right, right. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be a lot of money getting shoveled around here. A lot of Bears signings would be my guess. It's going to be like when the Jaguars had all that money and they got Scherf and Kirk and um, Zay Griffin Joe. and Zay Jones. Evan and, Ingram. Yeah, it'll oh, be sorry. like that. But the Bears, <laughs> <clears throat> that was a horrible offseason for anyone that wasn't a Jaguars fan because you were just sitting there watching them buy all these players. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it worked out for the Metro. row. It was pretty funny, though, when they paid Christian Kirk more than, like, half the league's quarterbacks. But, yeah, I don't know. There there was a couple in there that were a little wacky. But who was the other one? Oh, Foyer Luakun. He was the other one. He was actually a good signing. They got him for a yeah. deal. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just going to end up being what happens. I mean, the Bears have, what, $92 million or something along those lines in cap? I mean, they've got the first and, overall picker to trade back. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are saying, like, kind of well not bears fans but people thinking that they might just wait until another free agency class i don't think you have the opportunity to do that with fields you've already wasted almost what has it been two years of his career already is that a bigger three yeah so it's i don't think they have the luxury to wait i I think they're gonna just start pushing like hell and grabbing these big name guys and see what they can do Yep, and then flip that first overall pick for a boatload of capital, because that's what it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a first, another second probably, and then a couple more picks next year that are higher. So yep. it'll be interesting. Oh, there's New York uh, front office members flying to meet Rodgers right now. Hey, get him out of the NFC. <laughs> Fine by me, man. Get him out of the, get him out of the NFC. I'm cool with it. Yeah, Dove Cleveland, a group of Jets officials are scheduled to fly out today to meet in person with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's out of the division. That's what matters, or he will be anyway. Yeah. Supposedly, cool the Falcons have very real interest in Lamar Jackson, apparently, according to Dove as well. I'm hey. not surprised. So do multiple other teams. I don't really care. <laughs> so. I've never understood, like, oh, they have real interest. Yeah, okay, most teams in the league probably do that don't have a top five quarterback right now it's not really surprising to me yeah for sure and i think the saints will have some money to play with this you know once they get all the you know the caps up and everything figured out so just be something like you mentioned this this is not a team that goes after top tier guys day one but this is a free agent class where you maybe don't have a tier one of free agents 
Right. It's going right. to be a bunch of tier twos, tier threes, and so on. So right. maybe they are more active in that sense, you know, when that's true. It starts. So I hope we'll so. see. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Regardless, uh, as we mentioned, they got the big thing out of the way. They got their quarterback, yeah. Derek Carr. Um, that was the best quarterback scenario I think you could have had. I mean, yep. even yep. if you could have gotten Lamar, the amount of crap you had to have given up for him probably would not have been optimal. So. Yeah, I think this sure. gives you the opportunity to actually build a roster around the quarterback and not just, you know, blow it up and get the great quarterback. Right. And I think, again, I'm not necessarily sure this team was ready to draft Hennon Hooker and start him year one and, and bank yeah. on that working out, knowing Carmichael right. and Allen's features kind of hang on how things go this year for the team. Right. So, all in all, I think it worked out pretty well for the Saints. So For sure. Uh, I'm happy with it. I mean, I, I was – right in the middle of a class when I saw the notification and I got the, uh, it was the Schefter one that said <laughs> the saints are the front runners or something along those lines. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, the jets were the front runners last night. It, it's not anything special. And then I see a notification like five minutes later that they were already agreeing on a four year deal. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> because love- it went from like interested to signed in like the matter of five minutes, which is just wild <laughs> to me. But yeah, apparently they made some hard push that night in early morning, and that's what yep. got them because Fowler was reporting that the Jets were ahead that previous afternoon. So, and again, this is a team that from the get go <clears throat> from February met with Derek Carr and made it pretty obvious that he was their top choice. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is he wasn't Jets' top choice. Like, yep. obviously, they're pushing for Rodgers right now. The, I don't know what the Panthers' other options are, but it never seemed like they were necessarily a front runner in it. So I mean, I mean, they got a, they got a top I mean, pick. They're going to get a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of just seems like the Saints were. It, it seemed like they cared the most about like this scenario. Like the Jets have a fallback plan, the Panthers have a fallback plan. The Saints really didn't. Nope, this and I it. think that's why they. That was kind of their selling point. Was just, hey, look, we really need your services. You're a great quarterback. We think you'd be good with this locker room. You know, we'll give you a decent amount of money as long as you work with us on how to structure it. So I'm glad they were able to get that deal done. That's one major, major domino that needed to fall, and it did. So for sure, gotta love it. Gotta love it. And we'll see what happens with Michael Thomas, among other things. Uh, we'll probably be back next week to give you another episode, just knowing yeah. how things are about to heat up in the probably. NFL offseason. Um, Jeremy, any uh, last words before we call it a day here? I can't wait to wear my Derek Carr sweatshirt. <laughs> I didn't know he had a shop. I know Jameis Winston I didn't did. know one of his shirts. If you, it's in his uh Twitter, Twitter, but it's a cool logo. It's not, you know, if you look at it, it's not going to be like, you know, that's Derek Carr. Not everyone knows it, but it's it's neat. It's a nice little piece of memorabilia if he pans out. Oh, okay, maybe we'll take a look at it then. Yeah, I might have to get a jersey at some point too. I'm gonna have to be on the shop when it drops because i'm pretty sure they're all gonna be gone by the time they get <laughs> put on the store so that <laughs> happened with tyran it was like i got onto the website and then the website immediately crashed and they were all gone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that doesn't happen <laughs> i don't think you can't not not again it can't be but uh i think that's gonna wrap things up here so uh We'll be back next week, bringing uh, all things New Orleans Saints here for the Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, before we log off, folks, real quick, it is NBA time. Uh, the hoops 
once again, it's swing of the NBA season. Playoffs are coming up pretty close. Uh, get your hand in some dra- in some sports betting with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet five dollars and win two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place your same game day parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you get a free bet back. Uh, I'm going to do it uh, probably with the Lakers game tonight. They're playing the Grizzlies. You know, obviously both teams are down their star players. Uh, they had the Lakers uh, and a plus one. I'm going to take that with the Lakers. Uh, the over-under, I'm going to take the under at 224 and a half. Because uh, I don't think, again, this is not going to be a very high score game. Both teams are their star players. Uh, and give me the Lakers in a win. So I think. Uh, should be a fun game nonetheless. Download the app now and sign up with the code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 uh, on the NBA, get $200 in free bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We got that in, Jeremy. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to fit it in, but we just kept ram- We kept going. I thought this is great. Oh, uh, yeah. But yes, use the code TPPN. Uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbooking app, the official betting partner of the NBA. And um, I think that's going to wrap things up, folks. It's been a great episode. Uh, the Saints get Derek Carr. They get their guy. That's all that matters now. We'll see what happens next. Uh, tune in next week. Um, and, yeah, should be fun. So looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully so. we'll sign someone and it won't just be us talking about all the other teams that <laughs> signed someone. <laughs> we'll be more, we'll be much more active. So obviously uh, tons of fun here today, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure as always. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week. This has been the Saints and Sinners podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll see you guys next time. See you.